Welcome to Go Rangers Radio, where the New York Rangers are always the talk of the town. If you bleed red, white, and Rangers blue, hail the king, follow the bread man, and know how to spell Capo Caco, then you've tuned to the right place. And now, here are your handsome hosts, Kevin Delury and Paul Cuthbert. They're not always going to get it right, but you can be damn sure they'll pretend they are. Now, let's go Rangers Radio. Yeah, good evening everybody and welcome to Go Rangers Radio. Broadcasting live from the Go Hockey Media Studios in New York, baby. Yours truly, Mr. Paul Cuthbert, and everybody, please say hello to your friend and mine, Mr. Kevin DeLore. KD, we got to win three. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here just uh, contemplating why I wanted sports back so badly. I'm miserable. <laughs> Welcome to the misery, everyone. <laughs> the Rangers lose their first two games. The Mets are, again, once again, the laughing stock of baseball. I, I had a better time being locked up in my house playing Monopoly with my family. Funny how things go. Funny how Goodness, go. I, you better watch what I wish for, right? Goodness gracious. <laughs> hey, buddy. Uh, you know, so where, where do we go here tonight? I mean, we might have to do like three different sides of the stories, okay? Because, you know, this is to our fans who who, who download the show every week and, and the faithful that listen to us every week because they, they hear us. They, they know what we say. It's all on tape, okay? So there's <laughs> the one side here that, you know, you know, we argue about the young team, and if they lose this, it's a, it's a win-win for us, you know, one way or the other. The other two, the other side is to be really angry, and I think we'll do that tonight. We'll, we'll rip the team apart. Why not? We've been on break for a few months. They played two lousy games, and let's give them the business. Um, and the third thing is, is um, you know, uh, who are we going to root for after they get knocked out? But they're not <laughs> knocked out yet, buddy. We win tomorrow night. Maybe they just got to switch to the evening side here and, and, and get things going. But uh, where do you want to start? Do, you know, those, those are the three angles I'm giving you, buddy. What, what do you want to do here? Yeah, I mean, I think we want to look at really the angle that we've been discussing all year is that, you know, that this team is ahead of schedule, that if they got into the playoffs, it was gravy. And, and I think I've said it like 100 times this year. Even if they get swept in the first round, it was still a good experience for the younger players. So, you know, it's hard it, it's it's hard to stick to that sort of mantra while you're in it and they are losing these games. But I think that, you know, trying to look at the bright side of things, I think the better players so far for the Rangers through the first two games have been their younger players. So, you know, that's that's sort of the upside of this team at least getting into this playoff, play-in, whatever you want to call it, you know, atmosphere is getting these young guys at least a little bit of that experience, which you hope is going to help them down the road when this team really is a legit cup contender. Look, we all got excited and felt, you know, puffed our chest out of, you know, about this team and the way that they sort of finished up before everything was shut down and, Maybe it gave us a little false sense of hope here, you know, with this team. 
Um, and, and we forget that they are still rebuilding. There's still a ways to go. And maybe this series is sort of just a, you know, a little dose of reality, you know, of what's really going on with this team. Until they win tomorrow night and, and then they turn the whole thing around. <laughs> then we're back on the bandwagon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. But well, I do. You know what? I was getting, sorry to cut you off. You know what? I, I'm just watching this series happen and, and they're just, you know, getting behind the eight ball in, in each game where they're falling behind. Um, and, and they're really just not getting traction. It really reminds me of the 2005-2006 team coming out of the lockout where they were ahead. You know, they were supposed to finish this. Everyone predicted that they'd finish the season in last place. This was Lundquist's rookie year when they brought in Yager and they made the playoffs and they played the Devils in that first round. I think the Rangers might have been a six seed and the Devils were a three seed. I think we were all pumped going into the playoffs like, oh, we're going to, you know, take down the Devils. And and uh, we were all feeling good about the team and we had the magic and this and that. And we got swept right out of the playoffs that year. And it was sort of, you know, again, a dose of reality. But it was the beginning of that that great run that that team went on, that sort of 10 plus years of playoff you know, that this team saw. And I'm hopeful that this is a similar uh, situation for this team where they're ahead of schedule, they made the playoffs, they're going to take their lumps this year, but they'll learn from it going forward. If you remember that one year, Yager separated his shoulder, so they were dealing with that injury. And and you look at what's going on with the team this year, um, Shesterkin gets injured, Foss is injured, D'Angelo is playing injured. So, um, you know, uh, I, I sort of liken it to that team where you were feeling real good, but they were, you know, they were just a little bit ahead of schedule and, and, and probably gave everyone a little false sense of hope. Um, but you can't get too discouraged because there's still a lot to love um, with this team and, and the way they're going. So I, I think that while this will most likely end in disappointment, I think there's, that there's still sort of, you know, a bright future ahead. All right, can I can I can we can I give you all the negative stuff now? <laughs> That's okay. Good cop, bad cop. Go for it. All right. First of all, let's you got to tip your hat to Carolina. Uh, they're just you know outside of what we're going to do here and talk about the strangers and everything else. But you know, Brenda Moore, I love them as a player, respect them and love them as a coach. Morazic's playing great. Uh, the team is just playing really well. So right now they're, they're just the better team. Obviously, you know, getting seven power play chances in game one. I mean, that's a professional hockey team. I mean, if me and you were playing a beer league down at the deck league down in Farmingdale and we got seven power plays, I can imagine me or you and the rest of the guys probably would have put one or two in. You know what I'm saying? This is a professional hockey team, man. That's just awful. They're going to – that's – to me, they lose this series. It's it's that. It's the seven power plays in, in game one. Um, so as far as what – I, what I see here and, and, and with the team, is in watching the two games and the highlights and everything, and um, it, it seemed like the team went backwards. I mean, you referred like you know uh, former Rangers team in the past that Devil Series and everything else. This team, to me, in these last two games, they went backwards this season. You know, they they went. They, I really felt like I was watching this team like at the beginning of the season or when they were having that struggles and stuff. And, and yes, take aside the, the young stuff, and we've talked about it, the chemistry and the new guys and the signings and everything else. 
Um, but this is a clean slate. Every team that's playing and think it's a clean slate. So there's no excuses here. But I saw a lot of bad habits that they had really gotten rid of, you know, leading into the shutdown. You know, uh, you know, leading up to, to, you know, making a run to actually, you know, qualify the playoffs on their own. And that, to me, is like the big thing that stands out, you know. Um, the, the team just seems to have gone backwards. We'll start with Hank and Nett. You know, the whole thing was just Sturkin and George. I mean, the, here's the goalie situation. You know, we were talking about it on the last show, like we were joking around. And I think I said something like, yes, yeah, Shesty's getting the start. And I said, well, you know, you know, we're joking around. Maybe they get into a car accident again or whatever the heck it is. And sure enough, the kid doesn't play. What the hell happened? We don't know. So we start there. So Hank goes back in the nets. And then whatever you want to say, it's almost like to me, it's like, all right, here's the swan song with Hank now. He's struggling. And I don't, I don't think it's so much Hank's fault. If the top guys aren't going to score, if the team's not putting up uh, pucks in the net, if they're not scoring on seven power play chances, I really don't think it's Hank's fault. He steps in there, but it's almost like, well, here we go. If they get eliminated tomorrow night or in the next two games, it's wow. Hank finishes this thing and he plays the last two playoffs games with the team and, and boom, that now that that whole situation in terms of where we go forward with Hank is that. Um, the top guys just not contributing. Tons of money. I mean, obviously Panarin got that sweet goal today and everything else, but man, the rest of them just you know, it's just not there, which is just terrible. Um, shots against, again, outshot in both games, uh, brought up the power play. The Rangers seem to be chasing a lot. You know, I just found them just chasing the, the Canes. I mean, the, just the possession, the face-off circle, they were just outplayed. And that outside game, playing to the outside. I mean, with, with our fast, you know, forwards and our smaller forwards, I mean, the Canes were doing that. I mean, with the referees, obviously, like I said, you, you, here we go again, the, the power plays in the front. They got the, they got the chances. But in the game today, run up the middle. These guys are calling penalties. I mean, they, they actually, the officiating today kind of pulled off. There was a lot. Of, Rangers got away with a ton of stuff today. But that outside game, and then again, you know, the system. And we talked about this in the beginning of the season with Quinn, too, and we were kind of railing back and forth about, you know, uh, what, what kind of system were they playing. You know, we couldn't figure it out. And I'm watching these first two games, and again, I don't think there's an excuse here that, oh, you know, they haven't played in a while. Every team, Brindamore's got a system. That team is playing. They're playing hard. They're playing well. Um, and, and they're finding a way. And the Rangers just just seem to have, like, everything that they worked on or they accomplished, I'm sitting there going, wow, they've, they've totally gone backwards. And they were a little boring to watch too, bro. And, yeah, couple, you know, he looked good and a couple of young guys. And, yeah, I don't think fast is going down is the determining factor on this team. And, yeah, you can talk about, you know, and I want to get your take on, on, on maybe, you know, who he could have put in or how he was running the lines and everything. But that's the biggest thing that stands out to me in the two losses. We've seen this team before, and it was way back, you know, in the beginning of the season, and they had, they had erased all these problems and and granted, like I said, Shesty took them on a ride there and stuff, and and was you know they had some uh, you know stability in net, and now it's bad you know, and we were raving about it. Doesn't matter who you put in goal. And again, I don't think it's Hank's fault, but I just I sit in here, I can't believe Shesty doesn't start. I mean, all the promos, the MSG, and the team, and shit, you know he gets he's gonna start and all the stuff, and we don't even know why he wasn't playing, and it's just baffling. Look, they. I think they can win tomorrow night. And if they get the win and Quinn can adjust here, and that's what I'm hoping for because he adjusted during the season, 
They're not out yet. Win tomorrow night, and then just, again, you win every period going forward to try and get back in the series and, and, and force, you know, game four, and then hopefully you get to game five. But what's your take on that rundown, man? Because this is a team we've seen before. This is the bad team. And it's unfortunate that the bad team has come back, you know, at this point. Yeah, you know, I, I tweeted this out today. Carolina look, has come into the series like a team who's been hearing for the last two months that they had no chance against this Rangers team. And the Rangers have come into the series like a team who's been hearing for the last two months that they were automatically going to be into the next round of the playoffs. Um, and, and that's the difference. I think that Carolina is coming in with a chip on their shoulder saying we've gotten no respect over the last couple of months. Nobody, we're the higher seed. We're, you know, technically the better team and everybody's counting us out. And the Rangers come in like, well, we're supposed to beat this team and we're the hot team and we're playing well and blah, blah, blah. And I think that they forgot about what got them there the hard work that they're putting in and, and everything else that goes into, you know, taking down a team like Carolina and you're just, and, and you mentioned it, they're playing perimeter hockey. There's zero players going into the dirty areas in front of the goal. There's zero dirty goals. And that's what the playoffs are about. It's, it's, it's working hard in front of the, in front of the goal. Um, and, and none of that is happening. Rebound goals, um, you know, getting to that front of the net. And, and it's just not happening. These dirty, mucky goals that you need to have in the playoffs are just not happening. It's, it's as you mentioned, perimeter hockey. And uh, th- that's, to me, is the difference. It, it seems as though Carolina wants it. And the Rangers at this point do not. Their, their top players have not come through. Yeah, Panarin had a nice goal today, but it's on the power play. Where is he? You know, this guy, we're used to seeing him dominate. And that's not that doesn't take away at all from what he's done the entire season. But he's been disappointing. Chris Kreider, where have you been in this series? Haven't seen you. Mika, you know, D'Angelo has been struggling. I mean, you, Strom, my guy, Strom, <laughs> you know, it's these are the guys that you want to lean on. Um, and they're, they're not coming through. And unfortunately at this point, and they're the veterans too, Bob. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and, you know, Quinn, who I've defended all year, you know, and I think when you get into the playoffs, you know, you're going to look at a guy's performance based on that, not necessarily, you know, what he's doing to continue the rebuild of the team. You're in the playoffs now We're in, you're in the playoffs, you're in it to win. So now what are you doing? Um, I, I don't think he's leaning on his, and I know that the top guys aren't playing well, but I don't think he's leaning on them even enough. I think, you know, you're seeing like too much Howden out there sometimes too much D Giuseppe out there and, and not enough Kako, not enough Heedle, not enough Buchnevich, those type of guys who actually, those three guys have been very good. Um, and he's not leaning on them enough, in, in my opinion. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, uh, look, you're not going anywhere if you're not scoring. The, the offense was something we didn't have to worry about from day one of the season. It was the defense that was the issue. Um, and now it's the offense. The offense just is not coming through. Um, and as far as the goalie situation, you know, I thought Lundqvist was solid in game one. 
Um, and, and today, I don't think he was that good. I mean, the first uh, two goals were, were definitely soft. Um, and, and if Shesterkin is in there, look, maybe he's, if he's injured, then he's not playing, you know. But, you know, those are, those are saves that, you know, Hank in his prime saves, you know, 100 times out of 100. Um, unfortunately, he didn't do it. Again, it gets him behind the eight ball. And, and, you know, they got the Panarin goal to tie him up. But then those two quickies in the second period, and the game is over. Um, so it, it's been frustrating to watch. Um, and, you know, it, it, it falls on our top guys at this point. I, I, like I said, I've been happy. You know, Kako has been tremendous so far. He hasn't scored yet. You know, that's not shocking. Well, that's his MO. Uh, he looks good. That's there. right. That's right. He looks good man out there, can, but he's still man, not scoring. He fly through the neutral zone. <laughs> you know, but even you know, even some of the younger guys that that were playing well, like I said, D'Angelo has had a tough series. Fox, I think, has had a bit of a tough series. Um, so you know, it, it's from top to bottom, and you know, and since you're being bad cop, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a little bit of a good cop here. And, you know, I we were saying you, you just don't know what you were going to get from these teams coming out of this break. And, you know, I think maybe some of these guys came in here and, and you know, maybe they're not into it. Maybe they're, you know, their heads are somewhere else, whether it's the virus or, you know, while they were home on the break, they really weren't working out or they, they aren't taking these playoffs as serious. I mean, I'm watching on TV. I got to be honest, Paulie. I'm I'm just not feeling the intensity. I mean, it doesn't. They don't feel like Stanley Cup playoff games. You know, I mean, there's no crowd. There's no. You know, I'm sure on the ice there's a there's a stepped up intensity to it. But you know, I'm not on the. I, I haven't. I just haven't been on the edge of my seat like I normally am with you know my heart and my you know throat as I'm like dying with every play. I'm just like. There's nobody in the crowd, and it's not getting crazy, and it's not well, an MSG. And... But, KD, but let's be honest. I mean, the Rangers aren't really giving us anything to get excited about. I mean, look, when Panarin scored that goal, man, that was I was pumped. I jumped, man. It was like, that was great. But that was it. Yeah, you know? no, I, I mean, I hear you, but I'm just not. I mean, and I don't know if the, if the players are feeling that way, too, because, I mean, the team, I mean, it looks pretty uninspired it. You know, look, there's been a couple of, uh, you know, scraps out there, which I guess I appreciate. But, um, you know, I'm just I'm just not feeling the intensity from the team. And I just don't know, again, if it if it's the break, if it's again, some guys just aren't taking this serious or, you know, it's just it, it's the unknown of, of what's going on with the entire situation that. You know, it's really hard to get on some of these guys because this is just something that they've never dealt with. And, you know, we discussed it. Maybe some players who, you know, peed down their pants, you know, pee in their pants what? to come playoff time, you know, but would be doing better without the crowd. And there's some guys who need that intensity. And maybe that's what it is. You know, it's, you know, and I hate to get into like the mental, you know, aspect of things there, but, you know, it, it's, there's just something missing with this team right now, and I just wonder if that's it. Well, look, I will, as far as what they're experiencing on the ice without a crowd, okay, I, I can get that. And here's my, just, I'm bringing a, you know, you know, you know I'm a musician and everything else, so I'm going to bring this in here a little bit. We've played two drive-in concerts, and I will absolutely admit it's weird. Because you can't, 
you can't see the fans, you know, and they're honking horns at you, and but you can't see people. Like there's a huge thing as as far as you know, you know, being a musician and actually you know seeing the crowd, singing along, and interacting and everything else. So these guys obviously going in, and there's no doubt about it, skating onto like the garden ice or uh, an enemy's building or something like that, and 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 having the crowd goating you and getting you into it and all that stuff. I will definitely give you that because I'm experiencing it too as a musician just playing live at these drive-ins. It is totally different. It's a totally different vibe. But we get up there, and we do our gig, and we do our job, and that's it. And as far as I'm concerned, that's what these guys got to do too. And like I said, Caroline and every other damn team in this tournament is going through the same thing. And when you're watching the game and everything else, hockey is hockey, and these guys are playing. And as me and you as former professional deck hockey players – who also played in front of nobody. <laughs> we we played, man. We made it happen. And we, we scored some great goals and made some great plays, and we had a great time. You you make it. I, I get it on a professional level. It's it's definitely got to be different. And we don't know. We're not on the ice. And I guess we'll we'll hear it. I, I, didn't, I didn't see any or hear any post-game questions with, with regards to that. I, I don't know if that's something that stood out, and, uh, and maybe we'll have to look into that. I don't know if that's been a main question from any of the – the beat writers on Zoom asking these guys, hey, what's it like out there and everything else. But I, I think bottom line, like a lot of the stuff that I, I ran through, it's, it's just fundamental hockey. It's just there's a system. you got to play, you know. And, and look, Carolina is a good team, but they played terrible in game one. They took tons of penalties. And the Rangers didn't t- they just didn't take advantage of it, you know. And today... You know, talking about the intensity, I know what you're saying. You know, watching the game, and I watched it too. But I, I thought it was great. I, I, you know, my feeling was I, I didn't miss the the crowd. I mean, the buzz or whatever. I really was watching the game. I was watching the game play. You know what they were doing. You know how Quinn's coaching these guys, the adjustments that they're making, and like I said, you know, you know the refs. It was a different game. But um, the Rangers got away with murder and a lot of stuff there today as well. I mean, they're lucky. It could have been even worse. But, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I just think um, on the ice, um, and this is, a sh- I mean, unfortunately, it's a short series. So it might be too late for these guys to get adjusted as far as the Rangers are concerned. But they're not out yet. Let's see what happens tomorrow night, obviously. Um, but I just think the fundamental game system that Quinn's running out there and, and a lot of the points that you bring up in terms of which players and so on and so forth. You know, this guy said this is not a training camp. We're going to win. You know, look, I'm not a coach. I'm not behind the bench or whatever. But it does make you scratch your head a little bit and go, well, I mean, try and make something happen. And I I think the the biggest thing for me would send everybody down the middle and shoot the goddamn puck. Cause trouble for Mrazic. Mix it up. And that, to me, is just fundamental playoff hockey. Like he was saying, get the dirty goals. And I just don't understand... With all the experience and the top forward guy, Kreider's been there. You know, Panarin's definitely been there as far as experience. And they're still they're just hanging out on the outside. I just don't understand it. I, you know, what, what's your take well, yeah. on Bucci, yeah, too? No, I mean, you know, I, Bucci's getting in there a little bit. But, I mean, I don't know. It just scratches my head in terms of how, how the team is being coached ultimately. And, and the last thing I'll say in this case, and take it back, but... I'm not going to hop on Quinn here. He's second, you know, your coach and everything else. But I just look at, especially today, 
it just seemed like, wow, that's a that's an old Ranger team this season that we thought they got rid of, and and it didn't happen today. And I just it just puzzles me. Yeah, I think just to go back to the dirty goal type thing, I forgot. I don't know if it was in the post game or in between periods. Valaket was saying that you know this team isn't shooting with a purpose. You know, they're just shooting in Marasnik's, you know, chest or, you know, right in his glove or, you know, they have to be shooting for rebounds and they're making it too easy for this guy. I mean, they had 26 shots in game one, 24 in game two. And, you know, he's made a couple of tough saves, but even the ones that he made, the one on Howden today, the one on Zabinishad, I mean, they had the whole net and they shot it right in the guy's glove. You know, and th- those are big spots right there where they, if they would have banged those home, you know. Um, but I, I think that they're, again, as Valaket pointed out, they're not sort of shooting with a purpose. They're just sort of firing it on net and eh, let's see what happens. Like, you have to know if you're coming down the wing, you know, shoot it on, on the off pad so he kicks it out into the middle of the ice leaving that rebound opportunity instead they just shoot him right in the, in the bread basket there so you know it is a bit frustrating to watch this and again you know I, I i hate to try to get into like the heads of what's going on in these players but with these players but you know and these are good you know panarin is a hard trophy candidate mika zabinajad it was just as good as panarin this year Kreider has been a an all-world playoff performer his entire career so you know, again, I, I I look at the break, and if did, did that just sort of throw them off? I mean, and in Cardi's situation, he had been injured. I mean, these are his first two games games back from injury as well. So, you know, I, again, I don't want to make excuses for everybody here, but you know, that is a reality. Well, he's things, not taking but... any chances to get hurt. He's just buzzing around. <laughs> just, <laughs> well, he has the contact, like he's the right? It doesn't know, matter I... if he gets hurt. <laughs> he's just um, skating around. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But, you know, it, it, it is frustrating because, you know, the two of us know and everybody's listening know playoff hockey is different from the regular season. You can't play that perimeter style of hockey. You've got to get in there. You've got to make things happen. You know, your top line guys got to make things happen. And even the bottom, look, the bottom line guys are, are playing okay. But, again, they're not generating anything. Those are the guys you're looking to go to the net and, and score that ugly goal, and they're they're just not doing it. So, you know, from top to bottom, you know, on offense, it's it's really been bad. Um, you know, the the defense has been you know decent. Um, you know, probably because they got rid of Lind- Lindy Ruff. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it's that much no, better, buddy. <laughs> you better be joking. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, I mean, look, I mean, they're giving up thirty plus shots. You know, in in both of the games and. You know, Lundqvist has definitely had to, you know, make some some high caliber saves. And like I said, you know, game one, you, you really can't put on him. Game two, I, I'm not going to put either game on him as being the reason that they lost. But, you know, he definitely didn't help in game two. I mean, that first goal is pretty deflating. I mean, he's just got to make that save, um, you know, to help his team out. Because, you know, that goes in and you sort of get that, well, here we go again mindset. Um, you know, and, and, you know, thankfully they were, again, they were able to come back, but, um, again, you get that other week goal straight, you know, straight on no screen right over his shoulders. You got to make that save. If you want to take this team, you know, to the next level, 
Yeah, I mean, you you got to make that save. And does Shesterkin make that save? I don't know. I, I, I'm not going to sit there and tell you that he does. Um, but, again, he's injured. I can't say that, that Quinn is making a bad decision there. He's injured. Um, but, you know, look, it's, it's do or die tomorrow. I think that Quinn should shake things up tomorrow, whether that's go with Gyrgyev, whether that's get Kratzoff in the lineup. Um, whatever it is, I think, uh, I, I think it's, look, obviously it's, it's panic time. Um, and, and I think there be, should be some moves. Lemieux will obviously be back in the lineup after his, uh, suspension. And, you know, again, I, I've talked about Lemieux at length on here. I think that his game, um, should be able to help. He brings what sort of they've been missing the first two games. So I think he will definitely be helpful. He's got to stay um, out of the box, though. Absolutely. Hey, look, he's that, look smart, that, man. Yeah, he's one of the guys who straddles that line. Um, and he's got to make sure he doesn't step over because, yeah, if he's spending most of the time in the penalty box, he's doing us more harm than good. But, you know, we're looking for a little bit of a spark here, um, you know, where maybe he's going to the net um, and, and can make a difference because, again, that that's what he's here for. He's here for that type of play. You know, if he's going to go out there tomorrow and not do it, you know, why is he here? Why is he playing? So, you know, get him in the lineup, like I said, maybe put Kratzoff in because what do you have to lose at this point? Get him in there. Um, get him a, a little playoff experience. Why not? You're down 0-2 um, in, in a five-game series. I mean, most likely. I mean, the odds are pretty much against you right now. So, um, See, now, I, I, can, I, can I disagree with you on that for a second? Sure. You're allowed. <laughs> two things he's he's got to use his top guys they've they've just got to change their approach those guys need to go in there and and get their heads knocked off if they need to okay the kids like i said you mentioned uh you know giuseppe and and, and kako and all that stuff those guys will be there okay if they need them they're, they're kind of getting their legs they're doing all right those other guys got to start. They got to change the game plan, and they got to make Mrazic's life absolutely miserable. That's what they have to do. They have to make uh, the Canes, you know, defensive core just tire them out and work them, and, and just they got to change the game plan. You got the talent, you got the skill, but those guys got to get in there, and they got to get inside, and they got it in the middle. Because that, to me, is don't. To me, I'm going to disagree with you. You got nothing to lose putting Kratz over. Look, as far as him replacing one of the other two guys on the on the uh, the third or fourth line, it doesn't it, that that doesn't matter to me. These guys, Quinn's got to run those top six guys, and he's got to run them. I mean, Heedle himself, man, it's just I think you got to move him up. He just looked good. He was flying. He, he's he's just a guy that can he can score, man. He's just they need speed up there, and I think Heedle can go in the, in the middle too. And, and Bucci's got to be in there too, man. He's a big guy, just. That's that's number one. And number two is, you know, when Hank and Shesty weren't there, I mean, Georgiev's come in and just plugged the dam. I, I got to ask a question, and I didn't see it, and anybody's listening to the show, you know, you can hit me up on Twitter or whatever and bash me for it or whatever, but why why did Hank get the spot over Georgiev? That's what I want to know. Because any time that kid has been plugged in, he's done nothing but lights out for the Rangers. And and I know Hank's the guy, and I'm not, I'm just, to me, I just think it would have been a different situation. If you're going to play the the goalie game, you know, what if, you know, Shesty played or, 
what if, uh, you know, Hank played better? He's the experienced guy. He played great against the Canes during the season and all that other stuff. But if I look back at whenever Georgia Boy stepped in, man, he's helped those guys turn things around. He's, he's got incredible form, man. He's smart. He's cut through the same cloth as Shesty, those Russian goaltenders. He's just incredibly uh, disciplined, trained. He's got incredible flexibility. He's definitely got more than Hank these days. And he's a stand-up guy, and he's, he's a bigger guy. And I just, to me, that would be one of the two things. So what's your take on, on how Quinn's got to run these guys in the top six, which I was just saying? And do you, do you go with Georgia tomorrow if Shesty can't play? I, I think you're out of your mind thinking that Georgiev was ever going to play over Lundqvist oh, in the first two games. It was never, never going to happen. I know you have your main crush on. Whether it's a mistake or not, and again, I don't think that Lundqvist is anywhere near the top of the reasons that they're down 0-2. Um, and again, he didn't help today. Um, but I, I just, with his playoff pedigree, I, I just, there's no way they were going gear give over him. They just weren't doing it. Um, and, and from, again, the playoff pedigree standpoint, and even from a PR standpoint, which, you know, is the worst reason to make any type of hockey decision or sport decision, personnel decision in sports. But it was just never going to happen. Now, having said that, Hank had the first two games and he lost. So now I think you have to look a different in a different direction. I thought, and again, he's give, he gave two soft goals today. And, and I, I think Quinn is justified looking at Yurigev if Shesterkin isn't ready. Um, so hopefully Shesterkin is ready. If not, I, I think you go with Yurigev. I do. Um, and, and just to shake things up, um, we've seen Hank in goal for the Rangers for however many years at this point. And for some reason or another, this team just never plays well in front of this guy. <laughs> and they seem to, whether it's Cam Talbot or Ranta or Shesterkin or Gyrgyev, it seems like the defense always tightens up in front of them more than do in front of Lundqvist. So and that's something look. that the coaches should have in their notes. And I'm telling you, <laughs> get Georgie in there tomorrow night, and I tell you what, he takes them all the way. Three straight. If Shesty's not 100%, you don't even mess with it. Get him in there tomorrow night. And then, if anything, you put Chesty on the bench or Hank on the bench or whatever. And if Georgie blows a gasket or whatever, then you put those guys in. I'm telling you right now, I think Georgie's just he's the best chance. Put that guy in in tomorrow night. Just the way he carried himself. He did it with them this season. He helped them out. Whenever Hank and, and I know Chesty was lit towards the end there, but they put Georgie in and Georgie, he, you know, he clogged the dam, man. And I think he's perfect for this right now. And I know I'm a big Georgie fan, and I'm, I'm going to stick with him. I, I really feel. And if that's the you-got-nothing-to-lose thing, put Georgie in in them all. He'll, he'll be sharp. He'll be big. He'll be tough. He'll stand up. He's just that way. And I think, like I said, we've you got to mix it up. I think that's where you mix it up. This is just my take. Put Georgie in there, and those guys better run through the wall tomorrow night uh, up in Mrazic's face. And just bomb him. Bomb the hell out of him. 
Yeah, no. I, I mean, I, I'm with you. And you know, normally I give you a hard time about Kyrgyzev. I, I do. I think if, if Shesterkin is still not ready to play, whatever that means, I don't know what the injury was or whatever it is, um, I think Yurgiev has to be in there. Um, as far as, you know, our top guys go, yes, I think Panarin should play like 30 minutes tomorrow. And Zabinijad and Kreider. Absolutely, and, yes. You know, and, and they're, you know, just play them until they can't skate anymore. And, yeah, I think that the second line should probably be Panarin, Kako, and Hedl. And go with them. And see what happens. Because uh, Hedl and Kako have been better than Strom or Howden or whoever else you want to pick. The Giuseppe. You know, essentially play like a three-line game tomorrow. Um, mostly leaning on the top six and, and see where it goes. You know, your top guys got you where you were and got you in this position. You might as well lean on them here because there's no tomorrow. So, yeah, and the yeah, I mean, is, they, get, they win you, tomorrow night, they get a day off. So burn them tomorrow night. I mean, obviously, yeah. it's an elimination game. So, blah, blah, blah. It's, you know, Captain Obvious here. But yeah, and I and I mentioned just putting you know Kratzoff in is just maybe yeah, look maybe it, it gets it gets the team going it's it's a you know a, a reality check for these guys or a gut check whatever you want to call it where wow they're putting this guy in you know maybe the coach doesn't have faith in us I got to step it up that kind of thing um, just to to shake things up because yeah it's just not working right now it's just. You, you're watching our top guys, and it's just not happening for them out there. And, you know, I, I think you do have to give Carolina credit, and, and maybe they're just the better team. Um, you know, it's always hard to admit that the other team is better, and maybe that's just the case. And, and uh, you know, kudos to them, and, and they're, they're the better team. But I, I think that if Quinn just goes in with the same lineup and let's go with Lundqvist again and, you know, uh, we'll just plug in Lemieux and take Fogarty out. And, you know, uh, you know, I, I'm looking for a little bit of a spark here. Maybe Kravtsov provides that. Maybe Gergiev provides that. I, again, I think when you have your back up against the wall, uh, you know, you do things, uh, you know, like that. Panic move, whatever you want to call it. Um, I, I'd like to see it done. Plus, what does it hurt? I mean, it, Kraftsoff is is a a guy you expect to be part of the future, so get him in there. Um, well, another big uh, reason, Kevin. Another big reason I'm with you on Kraftsoff going into two is he's got better offensive skills. So they need. Yeah, goals. I mean that's where the problem is. Yeah, exactly. Put him in. I'm with you. Sorry, All I was right. taking a drink of my beer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost two in already. as I <laughs> as I'm. Trying to get over everything going on. Can you believe that Cespedes just left the Mets, by the way? <laughs> Do not taint our Rangers podcast Sorry. with those Sorry. filthy Mets, all right? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Buddy, it's, it's, been a bit, it's been a bad couple of days sports-wise for well, me. Well, you know, I tell all my Mets buddies, cousins, family, come to the dark side already. Get over. Put on the white and the black. All right, I don't. That, yeah. I mean, Mets fans, Jets fans. I mean, come on already. Get out of not there. happening. Life's not too happening. short. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, man. Um, you know, the, the team's got the talent. I'm gonna be positive going into this game tomorrow night. 
Just win the game. They've got the guys to do it. I think the system needs to be changed. You know, and Quinn's, you know, look. He gets to that post-game conference, press conference tomorrow night. If they lose, and they lose as long as they go down, they got to play smart hockey, obviously. And I just, the power play to me is just, I just don't get it. With that kind of talent up front, I just don't understand. But if we see a team tomorrow night that just just lets it all out, play that freestyle hockey, and just, like I said, it's, it's, it's fundamental stuff, really, KD, when it all comes down to it. You know, I mean, you, you brought it up right away at the beginning. You know, the ugly hockey, and, and just you, you got to create trouble for the goaltender, and you got to get in there, and you got to let bombs go. And, um, th- you know, Caroline is good. Look, Brindamore is that kind of a player. I mean, look, you know, just it's term- in terms of, um, you know, Caroline winning the face off draws, you know, possession, you know, the outside game. You know, Brindamore is, is that guy. I mean, he was just an incredible sentiment throughout his career and, and um, you know, defensive player as well, too, in terms of uh, – Defensive forward and everything else, and the guy, like I said, he's he's scored some big goals throughout his career as well too. But I mean, you can see that um, coming down to that Carolina team. But they're beatable, man. They're definitely beatable. Um, and I think they just gotta, we just gotta see that game. We gotta see that team, that Ranger team that you know beat Dallas, played a pretty damn good game against a great Colorado team there at the end. Uh, those last couple of games, the games against the Islanders. I mean, I don't know if you watched a little of the Islander game the other day, but, you know, the other thing, too, is I'm watching this team, and I'm like, there's no way they're beating anybody else in this tournament. You know? It's like, <laughs> you talk about Carolina or whatever, but, you know, they've got to change everything because this talk about, you know, why not us and all that other stuff, I mean, you can see a lot of chinks in the Ranger armor here. They're not going to beat anybody. They're not going to beat Columbus. They're not going to beat Boston. They're not going to beat Washington. They'll get crushed. You know, but they've got to, they've got to find that the way they were playing the last few weeks of the season. They've got to find that, and they were doing that. Yes, with, with great goaltending, there's no doubt about it. They were still giving up a ton of shots back then, and it was basically being handled by Shesty and Georgiev. And I love Hank, I love him, but, and it's not his fault really. I'm just frustrated with just it's like man that this is just this is the team that we were angry about you know before they turned it around and went on you know the run and got back into it and got everybody excited about you know the team making the playoffs and everything else and you I've watched a couple of the games and you see some of the highlights from other series and you, some teams have made adjustments and you know other teams have struggled too you know Toronto struggling and uh, you know a couple of the games Chicago you know roughed up Edmonton a little bit there the other night I mean um, I'm just, I'm just, this is not the team that I wanted to see. I don't think anybody wants to see. I don't think anybody expected to see. And ha, ha, ha on us. doesn't matter who goes in net. You know, this team is young. It's fast. It's, you know, Panarin. And, and they're just not doing it. So, yeah, I, hope, I don't think. I hope Quinn I, finds the answers, man. I, I really do. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm confident that he will. And, and hopefully we see it tomorrow night. That's all we got. Yeah, I don't think we were ready for, you know, our top guys to not show up. You know, the guys that have carried us all year, the Panarin and Zabinijad and Kreider and Strom and these guys, you know, and 
Carolina's top players are, you know, outplaying our guys, Aho and Svechnikov. And, you know, these guys are, are the guys that they rely on and they're putting the team on their back. And that's what you assume that, you know, Panarin and Zabinijad and Kreider and those guys were going to do. And they just haven't, which has been the more frustrating part of it. D'Angelo. You know, on defense, um, you know, again, he hasn't been very good on defense this year. But, you know, he's really not doing it yet. You know, the nice assist on the on the power play goal today. But, you know, other than that, he's just he's he's been a real disappointment. And, you know, you wonder how this kind of thing, if, you know, even a couple of games in this weird, crazy scenario that we're dealing with, like makes the Rangers think twice about, you know, we've talked about the contract situations of guys like D'Angelo and Strom and the organization is looking at those two guys, the last couple of games and depending on what happens tomorrow. And they're like, man, we are not giving these guys long-term contracts now. So, <laughs> well, um, let me, well, hold know, on, uh, hold on real there. Uh, let me, let me play devil's advocate here. Do you can you really take this season the way it ended in this quick series to really make those quick decisions? Man, we flipped around right now <laughs> real quick here, the two of us. <laughs> yes. I'm bad now cop and you're a good cop now. Yes, go. What's going on? <laughs> no, I don't think I mean I don't think so. But you know, it it would be interesting to see if anything does change based on these couple of games and and what goes on, or does the organization look at it and say, look, just a crazy scenario. These guys came back, and it just didn't work out, and oh, well, and, and you know, move on. And again, I, I haven't wanted long-term contracts for either one of them anyway. Um, but, you know, I think it is something to think about, though. I mean, you know, does, does what goes on here change the way they look at these players? You better say George, you have – Better sign him. Oh, he's out of here. Trade Dude, bait. You know what? You know trade look, bait. Shesty and everything else. I mean, the the guy's an anchor. I mean, I mean, he's not even there for what? What happened? I can't wait to find out what happened. You know what we haven't talked about, Paulie? You know, through through all the stuff, you know, the negative that that we're bringing out here is that we we're actually one loss away. From a twelve point five percent chance of having the number one overall pick and yes. bringing Lafreniere, you know, exciting. to the Rangers, very exciting. Like yeah. you know, it's For him not to all play on the fourth line in two years. Yeah, I, you know, I I will <laughs> say that I did mention on this podcast that the Rangers should probably tank. Yes, so maybe they're taking my advice. Like I'm sitting here, you know, killing them, but I I should probably be praising them for taking my advice. All right, well, there's your advice, and, you know, I tweeted the other day, we're going to spot them two games and win them five. So we'll see what happens. You, you, yeah, maybe, yeah. you know, You'll get your first-round draft pick, and hopefully I get my, you know, ranges in five. Yeah, I'll, I'll throw this at you. You know, Rick uh, Carpinello today tweeted out, teams that go up 2 nothing are 55-1 and one all-time in best-of-five series. There Not this time. Not, Not in 2020, baby. 2020 <laughs> is gonna just. We gotta. We gotta get the 2020 curse on the Canes here tomorrow night, and let it start tomorrow night. Why can't they get a a a, a bum run here of the 2020? Uh, you know, jinx here, and, and and hopefully that's what happens. Well, I mean, to be fair, I mean the Rangers are going home for Game Three, so we'll have the 
rowdy MS Street crowd tomorrow. Oh, wait. No. Oh, that, see, that's what I wanted to ask you. This is what I was thinking about. This is this is what, if they win tomorrow night, right? No, so they're home tomorrow night, right? Yeah, they would be the yeah. home team. Arguments yeah, they will, they'll have the blue uh, jerseys on. This is what I was thinking. JD's got to call the league. And he's there's a lot of space up there in the stands, especially way up top. Not on the side where they have all the NHL and the scores and all that stuff and the graphics and everything. Mm-hmm. Let's get JD's got to make a call, all right, Gordon or whatever, and and we need to get Dancing Larry up on the <laughs> other side. <laughs> little CC dance factory going on. Why? So they lose him. by they lose ten nothing no. tomorrow. Just just <laughs> think of this, right? They're playing, and then they go to stoppage, and all you hear is dan, 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 dan. And we get the camera, and the only guy up in the stands is Danton Larry. I'm telling you. Oh, only if he has a mask on, though. <laughs> <laughs> get Danton Larry up to Toronto for that game tomorrow night, buddy. I think that's what they're missing. Do you think that they'll have, like, a recording of, like, the pot band Chuck? It sucks with like whistle like going on and play that like throughout the game. That'd be cool. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Might as well try and bring as much in as they can, you know. But um, do they, they they'll play the range of goal song I guess tomorrow night? If they uh, I think that... no, I think that they do that anyway. Like when the Rangers score, I think that did they do that? I'm trying to remember. I thought yeah, I don't remember. they may have done that for the away team. Like they just play their goal song anyway. This is terrible. Are we watching the games? I'm not. Sound on, sound off. <laughs> oh, terrible. man. Look, they uh... – that... Go ahead. No, I was going to say, it just goes back to the – Nah, it just doesn't have the playoff feel to me. Sorry. All right. Okay, so I, now I, You let's... know what? I, I didn't want – look, I didn't want them to win this fake Stanley Cup anyway, so whatever. It doesn't count. Asterisk. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's take a portion of the show right now. Rangers get eliminated tomorrow night. It's over. Party Quinn. Wow. Oh, sorry. No. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> this fan's calling for it all over Twitter, man. Oh man, that guy just can't get a break. He was oh, he was so miserable. He's got that just that miserable. When he's mad and bummed, man, he just looks terrible, man. Just he looks I mean, hung- he's not he having a good... Like a, an Irishman hungover after a big, bad night of drinking, <laughs> man. He's just... He's, uh, his eyes are all red. He's, uh, he's just like, oh, my God. It's just... It's hard to watch, man. He's not having a good series right now. I mean, he's not making the adjustments needed at this point, you know, to change things up. I mean, he's definitely being a coach at this point, which is fine. He's still young. I mean, it's... It, He's still got a way to go, and you hope that he's going to learn a lot from this. But, um, you know, he hasn't been great either in this series. Absolutely not. I mean, I brought it up earlier. This is this is a, a team that we saw earlier in the year. Same mistakes. Same system. Outside, you know, outside the perimeter. Nobody going to the net. You know, defensively, same thing. Power play. Horrible. Chasing, face-offs. It's just basic stuff. And they're not even playing Boston. They're not even, you know, playing Colorado. 
They're playing the Carolina Hurricanes. And Hamilton's not even in the lineup. Justin Williams, old man Williams is out there and he's causing all kinds of problems. So it is amazing to think that a power play with Panarin and Zabinajad and Kreider. Truba Fox. And D'Angelo that and Strom can go over seven. Ugh. But you know, you can just pick, you know, you mentioned the, you can just picture, you know, they come behind the net and then it's the same thing and they just kind of skate up there with no purpose and then that quick pass at the blue line. I mean, chuck it in there. Get dirty. Get hit. Challenge the referees. Get, they're going to need 14 power plays tomorrow night, I guess. So, I don't know. But look, here's what I want to ask you as we're winding down this episode here. Um, what's some of the things, you know, let's just, we might as well, what the hell. They lose tomorrow night, whatever. Joking around, Fire Quinn. How do you, how do you, um, what do the Rangers start looking at for, for next year as far as, you know, what they're going to do? I mean, I think that they continue with what they've been doing this year. I think it's giving a little bit more responsibility to some of those younger guys. I think it is seeing if you can get Heedle in that second line um, center role. Can you can you get Kako into the top six? Um, what do you do with a guy like Howden who, you know, has struggled? You know, they've been trying to give this guy ice time and he hasn't. Um, you know, come come through for them. So I think next year and, and what they're going to do is is decision time on some of these young guys. Again, a Howden, a Lemieux. Is, is Lemieux a type of guy that they want or need on this team? You know, he's a guy that I like um, in theory and, and what he should be bringing, but he's had a disappointing year. So I think it's next year is a put up or shut up time for a lot of these younger guys that you know we're hoping to be part of the future of this franchise um you're also looking at the free agents what are you doing with strom as i mentioned before what are you doing with d'angelo um they're restricted free agents so you can get them on short-term deals you know if that's the way to go i i you know i would like to see them do that i'd hate to see either one of them given long-term deals so I think it's looking at the next step forward for these younger guys. And can they take the next step to bring this team to greatness? Um, and, and that's what I'm looking for um, as they continue this rebuild, because I still think it's part of the rebuild. I don't think next year is, you know, the year that where it's cup or bust for these guys. I think it's na- taking that next step to actually making the playoffs. Cause I don't count this, this, what's going on now with the playoffs. I know the NHL wants to call it the playoffs. It's not. It's a qualifier. They're, they're not even in the round of 16 yet. So I think next year is you need to be in the playoffs in that 16, in that top eight in the Eastern Conference and probably win a round. Um, and, and are these young guys that they're going to be counting on able to do that? And if not... You know, that's, that's a big question for next offseason. Who is out there? And maybe we need to start making some free agent acquisitions because we're going to have some money um, next offseason when guys like Lundquist and Stahl are off the books, Smith, Brendan Smith. Um, so 
I think next year is to continue to 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 look at the development of those players. I think put them in bigger roles, and can they handle it? And can Qu- Quinn get this team to that next level? And and look, next summer too, if he's unable to do that, if for some reason the team doesn't make the playoffs or goes in the playoffs and craps the bed again like they are now, you have to start looking at Quinn and saying, you know, is this our guy, you know, to get us where we need to be? So I think next year is, you know, is a huge year for this team and what this rebuild is going to be about. Yeah, no, I agree. And, um, you know, you can sign all the free agents you want. And we've got, you know, three big guys up there making a lot of money. Um, it's the system. Uh, the system has to be, you know, it's got to be something, like I said, you know, it, it's tough. Like I said, we, we, we saw it going really good there before the shutdown. And I hate to harp on it, but there was a lot of bad habits in these two games that I saw. And like I said, your, your top goal scorers there, especially Mika. I know Panarin popped one in here today um, on power play, but... Um, those assets, Capo Caco and, and, and everybody else in there, you know, Heedle. I mean, Heedle's got, I mean, when he gets the puck and he gets in there, he's got great vision. He's, he's, you know, it's frustrating for me. Do you think he's getting enough time? Do you, get, do you think he's getting enough shot up front? Um, I'd like to see him get a little bit more. Uh, I think, I was looking at the time on ice early, I think. Like he's got less ice time than Howden is, and I know Howden plays PK See, and, and whatnot, me, but that makes my head explode. Yeah, I mean, well, that again, I think that that's where the criticism of of Quinn, you know, is justified because in in certain cases you're looking at the ice times that certain guys are getting, and and it's it's a bit of a head scratcher that um, you know Howden is getting more. Yeah, Howden had. Uh, how they had, had, the, same, see, they had the same yesterday. Yeah. Fifteen minutes each. Yeah. So I mean, they shouldn't be getting the same amount of ice time. And I, again, I know Howden plays on the on the PK, so he's getting a little bit more ice time there. But you know, Hedl's got to be getting more than fourteen minutes, in my opinion. Capel got seventeen, which he's is good. It. I mean, yeah. and he's deserved it because he's been playing much better. Um, so. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to see Heedle get a little bit more. My concern with, you know, these games is that, and I don't think it, it'll happen because I, I think that J.D. and Gordon have their plan and I think they're going to stick to it. You know, I'd, I'd hate to see any type of, you know, panic within the organization as far as the rebuild. I don't care about panic for tomorrow, tomorrow's game and trying to get a win. I just think overall... You know, when the dust settles on, you know, whatever happens in the series, you know, they continue going forward with their plan. I think they will. But I, I just hope that this qualifying round and what's turning into a disaster doesn't make them think twice about, you know, what they what they are trying to accomplish here, or what they're trying to do and their plan going forward, because it was working. And I think once things get back to normal and they have a normal training camp and they get these guys, the younger guys, you know, in a camp and getting ready and a Andre Miller's in and maybe a Niles Lundquist. Oh, Lundquist's not coming back next year, but 
you know, get a Andre Miller in there and, and, and maybe you get the number one overall pick and, and you keep going forward. So I, I still love the plan they have. What's going on right now is disappointing, but, you know, I, I do think you can look at the situation and, and give a bit of an excuse. Um, and, and I'm still excited for everything. So I, I, I don't want it to all be doom and gloom um, with what's going on. It's frustrating. Um, but I've, we've said all along, it's gravy playoffs. This stuff is good. It's experience, blah, blah, blah. And, and hopefully it ultimately is that in two years or three years when this team is raising a Stanley Cup banner and we look back at this run and say, hey, it was helpful. Those guys got those couple of games in and uh, it was the best thing for them. So, you know, we, we just need to, to look to the future. It was never about this year. And, uh, you know, just be happy that we're getting some, some meaningful games here in August. <laughs> yes, in August. <laughs> yeah, well, like I said, we, we have said it over and over on this podcast that as far as the future is concerned and all the interchangeable parts and, you know, it's a win-win whether they lose or, you know, whatever they do in this uh, tournament here or whatever. But, um, you know, to me, again, I, I, I you know, what stands out is the, is, you know, just the way the team played. And I think it ultimately, like I said, I, you know, I do like Coach Quinn a lot. Um, really looking forward to, to something, you know, big tomorrow night in terms of – and it's not – see, tomorrow night for me isn't so much – I'm not going to throw it too much on Quinn. I mean, obviously the way that the game gets played and how he starts running those lines and everything, but I just really hope that that system changes tomorrow night. I just hope we see um, a team that's that knows they have the potential to beat these guys and just steal a win tomorrow. And I hope for the fan base and, and all of us who've been, you know, following this team and the, the you know, the wind got taken out of our sails there in March. Give us something to cheer about tomorrow. If you're going to go down, go down fighting. Hopefully it's a wild, you know, just great game to watch tomorrow night. And I hope they win, and I think they will win. I, I really do. I, I hope they can just figure out a way. I'll give Quinn that, that opportunity. Like I said, they made adjustments, and then they found a rhythm, and they were able to play through some of the deficiency. And, yes, the goaltending was huge, definitely with Chesty and Georgiev in there. And it's not to, to put a, a bad thing on Hank, but I, I will go back and say I think he's, if, if Chesty's not they, – they're the only ones who know. And I think, I think Georgiev just seems to be um, – he's just a stable kind of guy. You know, I just think uh, it would be uh, good to see him in there because even if he does get rattled, and again, I'm repeating myself, then you can put Hank in or whatever. And, and this obviously all is if, you know, if Shesty's not 100% going into this game, how do you put him in that game? You know, I don't know. I'm just rambling. You're, right you're I'm, I'm looking forward to the most tomorrow, a night game. Yes. I'm sick of the noon start. Yes, I know. Terror Monday at noon? I mean, I get the whole situation, but we're the Rangers. Like, get us in prime time. Well, hopefully, so I'm, we'll I'm get looking some forward answers. to that tomorrow. Does anybody know why <laughs> they got the first? They they got the early games. Yeah, because nobody cares about Carolina. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. I mean, no. I mean, it makes sense ratings wise to have like the Canadians versus the Penguins, you know, in prime time. But look, we're eight o'clock tomorrow night, so Man, that'll Rangers, be good. But I, I think Rangers just not a prime time team anymore. That's right. I think from the get, you know, tomorrow you'll know, you know, if this team, if it's what the same team we've seen the last two games 
or this team is going to play, you know, inspired hockey, you know, if you see them going to the net. You know, that'll be, you know, the big tell for tomorrow. Is it which way is this game going to go? Because ultimately, it doesn't matter if Gergiev or Lundqvist or Shesterkin oh, is going goal tomorrow. You put Georgie Boy in there tomorrow. <laughs> it matters. Guess what? Gergiev can, you know, throw zeros up for 100 periods in a row. But if the team isn't scoring, you know, it doesn't really matter. So, but that's what you want, right? I mean, that's the whole big argument, right, with Hank. Let's just, let's just bring this back out, right? So the argument <laughs> is he didn't make the big stops, right? When you need, no. you need your goaltender to make the big-time save when your team is struggling offensively, uh, especially on a power play and everything. He wasn't there for them, right? So that's what you're talking about, right? So now you're just saying Georgia can get in there and shut him down and be the wall and no score. Now, now, it's, now it's, it's okay for Georgia, but it's not okay for Hank or – Versus Vice, I mean, what's the story here, KD? You you gotta you know you gotta commit here, okay? I'm committing. <laughs> all right. If Shesty is not a hundred percent, I don't care if he's got a scratch on his elbow, he sniffles in his nose, or he's got a bad toe, he does not play tomorrow night. And you put Georgie in there, get some stability, you win the game. I'm telling you, Georgie will backstop them to a win tomorrow night, and then Georgie takes the whole series, and and then you will gonna have to get me a Georgie of Jersey. <laughs> I I already said Yurgiev has to play tomorrow. If Shesterkin isn't isn't healthy, he should be in there. And uh, look, if that inspires the team, great. But I agree. I mean, I I, I don't. Lundqvist is not in the playoffs. You need your you need your goalie to steal you some games, and he hasn't done it. Not in the first two. I, he was part of the problem today. He didn't make the huge save in the first game. I don't think any of the the goals that. He let in in game one were bad goals, but he also didn't steal some of those saves either. So look, um, one thing we didn't talk about either too, Katie, the, the Rangers defense down low in front of the net is just horrible. I mean, you can you can look at the highlights, man, and you will just see guys just following the puck, not watching what's going on in front. I mean, to me, that just drives me crazy too. It's just basic fundamental defensive hockey, and they are just they play. St- so bad down low, man. It's just horrible. Yeah, I mean, they're soft. And what's even worse is, you know, you look at Brady Shea throwing, like, a big check on Foss that takes him out. It's like, where? I don't think I've ever seen him throw a big check <laughs> during any of his time with the Rangers. So, <laughs> But, yeah, look, they got to play. This is, They're not playing playoff hockey right now. They're not playing tough. They're not being hard, whether it's in front of their own net or in front of the Hurricanes net. Um, it's, it, they're making life too easy on the hurricanes. And again, I think it, you know, the hurricanes came in with a chip on their shoulder, you know, everybody counted them out. Oh, the Rangers are going to, I guarantee you that every expert picked the Rangers to win this series. Absolutely. Um, and, and you even, you know, you had Brenda Moore and the hurricanes, you know, management saying, you know, they didn't like the way, you know, it's not fair for them. I don't know if that was like a mind game thing. They were playing sort of like a Herb Brooks, uh, Herbie Brooks strategy to have the team sort of hate the coach and, you know, us versus the world sort of mentality. But, you know, they, they've come in um, playing much harder than the Rangers and, and with something to prove. And again, I think the Rangers are out there thinking if they they just got to go through the motions Dude, and that good, that'll be good, enough. They're not a great hockey team, but they're a good hockey team. Didn't they? Of course they didn't are. Did they knock the Caps out last year? 
Yeah, they were good. They were in the Eastern Conference Finals. What was that? Two years ago. I mean, they're they're, they're a good team. So you know, again, I, you don't want to just come down on the Rangers. I'm sure a lot of what's happening out there, you know, where the the Rangers' offense is being stifled, is that the Hurricanes are playing very good defense. But you know, what are we doing to combat that? What is Quinn doing to change up? You know, our philosophies, whether, you know, going through the neutral zone, why, you know, why are we not dumping it more? Why aren't we carrying it in here? Or, you know, how are we breaking their, you know, trap that they've, they've got going on? So, you know, again, where are the in-game adjustments? They're just not happening um, to, you know, the Rangers strategy. And, and again, you start evaluating Quinn. And, you know, what is he doing here? Is he make is he able to make those in-game adjustments? So far, no. Um, and, and you hope maybe tomorrow that changes. Uh, but, you know, ultimately well, it's up how, to the that's, play. That's how you become a good coach in this league. You make adjustments, you know, win game tomorrow, win that game tomorrow night. Make the adjustments and, and find a way. He's got the talent. He's got the talent from the back of the net all the way up front. Loads of talent on this team right now. They've got the skills to do it. He's got to find a way. That coaching staff is, has to find a way to get these guys to be playing the way they were playing at the end there. They've just got to figure out. You have to lose three. They're not out of this yet. Okay? They win tomorrow. I'll be feeling really good about this team. Just make the adjustments. And if anything, if they do lose tomorrow night, late goal, overtime, or something like that, I'll, I'll take that too. It'll be crushing or whatever. But as long as we come out of it tomorrow night, for me personally, that Quinn made the adjustments, the guys up front, you know, just ran the gambit, and um, and we see, we see Coach Quinn adjust, and we see these players step it up. Like I said, you gotta lose three. They haven't lost that third game. Go out there tomorrow, gangbusters, and just go for it, and just play good hockey, and and stick it to them. And and I think if they win tomorrow night, I I think they can get it to a game five because they'll that tomorrow night if they win and if they win handedly, um, and they tire the Canes out a little bit and then they get a day off, it'll be huge. And that that's when the intensity starts coming up there, Katie. Right. So just it's plain and simple. Win a period, win two periods, win three periods, win that game, and then we move on. And uh, and let's go for it, man. What the hell? And then me and you, if they lose. We'll have a sad story uh, podcast to close out the, the season, uh, but hopefully we've got uh, we've got room and time here to hopefully they force us to me and you to have a, a lot more shows here before the end of the summer. What do you say, pal? Yeah, I mean that, or we just you know pray that like COVID shuts everything down. Oh tonight. come on, man! <laughs> you know I was you know here I was thinking you know I would say something like that. Yeah, you never know. Maybe a couple of the Canes get the COVID tomorrow. Whatever. That's horrible. You can't think that way, man. Dude, <sighs> I, I I you know I said before you know we we wanted sports so so much. I I'm looking forward to COVID shutting baseball down in like in a week. Oh, stop, I'm man. sick of this Mets Yeah, team, all man. you Mets fans want the Yankees to win. Yeah, I get it. All right. Look, man, this is good stuff. It's great. I think what the league is doing, I think the, the hockey's been good. I think it'll just get better. You know, you got the other, you know, whatever, eight teams there doing the, you know, preliminary rounds or whatever the heck it is. But these uh, best of fives, are these are good, and they're just going to get better. And, look, we got to be yeah. thankful. Our sport, our league is 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 leading the way here. They're, they're, uh, they're healthy, and uh, it's just it's working really good. And I think 
once we get past, you know, this this first, I mean, even the if the Rangers get knocked out, I'm still watching this damn tournament because I think it's really exciting, some good stuff. And I'm kind of bummed I haven't been able to watch a couple of the other games. You know, I watched a little bit of the Islander games the other day. I mean, geez, Trotz, see, Trotz got, you know, just want to talk real quick about this. You know, the Islanders don't have all this all-star talent on that team, all right? They got a pretty good goaltender in there. They don't have a goaltender issue with Valama. Boom. And then they've got Trotz, who's just one of the best defensive coaches in, in, in the league, right? And they've just got some good guys there, in the, and but they play really good defensive hockey, but, and they're so frustrating. But the Islanders, I mean, it's only one game, but, um, you know, that experience and adjusting and just getting the team to play a system was huge in that game for them the other day, and I think that's going to be huge for the Islanders going forward. And if they do get past the Cats... Uh, and going forward, they're going to be a really tough out. Again, we have to see what happens here. And again, I'll just swing back again. Rangers win tomorrow night. They make the adjustments. The guys put the pucks in the net. Um, I think it's full steam ahead. They can beat the Carolina Hurricanes. It's a best of five. Let's just freaking go for it. Yeah, I mean, I don't oh, think they're going to win. But... <laughs> supposed to be, damn right, brother, let's go. <laughs> I, this, despite what's going on, I'm going to, you know, I don't care what you just said about the Islanders because I hate the Islanders. But I, I um, do too. I do too. I'm, but I'm. <laughs> I bring it up as far as a, a coaching adjustment. Trotz had his team. I know it's one game, but he had his team playing like they were playing before they went into that slump. So it's a complete opposite. And Quinn has a chance here. He's got a chance to turn things around and and get it going tomorrow night. That's all we got left, right? Yeah, I I think the most important thing that you said was that um, hockey's back, and I think that people should enjoy it. I mean, it's it's frustrating to see you know the Rangers lose. I think it's always easier ahead of when the team loses to say I'm just happy hockey's back. But once you know, once I don't care if they lose, I don't care if they lose a hundred nothing and get swept, it it'll be worth it. You know, once it's happening, it's always tougher. But you know, having said that, just think about where we were a couple of months ago when, you know, there was no sports. There was nothing going on. The the bubble system that, that the NHL has put together has worked out, you know, beautifully so far. And it is great to have games, to sit down and, and you know, march over my son and, you know, going to have this, you know, uh, elimination game tomorrow. And, and you know, we've, we've seen so many game sevens over the years and, and elimination games that this team has been in. So, you know, enjoy it. Um, get our minds off of all the other craziness that's going on, you know, in the world and in this country. So, you know, I, I do appreciate that it's back. And, and uh, you know, as frustrating as it is, it, it is enjoyable. And, uh, you know, I, I'm looking forward to tomorrow. I, again, I, I do hope to see some lineup changes to, to spark something. And, uh, yeah, it's just it's just been nice to get a little bit of normalcy back into life. Absolutely. That's the main thing, 100%. And like I said, these guys are – they're healthy. The, the league is doing it well, and, and that's all we can ask for. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm going to be honest. I really – and, you know, me, I was definitely a little uh, negative Nancy on this. I, I'm, I'm, I'm so excited that, that it did work and that it – or it is working. Um, and, and I got to give kudos to the players who apparently are all doing the right thing. You know, nobody's sneaking out, you know, to the bars or, you know, wherever and – you know, I think that the league um, sent out a statement tonight that, again, there was no positive tests, um, you know, from the players that they've tested, which is which is phenomenal. You know, they 
they did it right. Again, the NBA as well. It just shows that the sort of bubble model works. Um, if done correctly, you're seeing obviously the issues with, with Major League Baseball, with the Marlins and, and a couple other teams are having some problems. And, you know, you, you wonder if they may be thinking maybe we should have done that, that bubble model as well, bubble strategy. And, and will the NFL look to change things up as well? But, you know, kudos to Batman. I mean, the system that they put together worked so far and and it's been exciting and it's, it's been a great thing to to have uh you know for us uh to to get that distraction so it, it's been fun all right brother well hopefully we get to keep uh talking more ranger hockey bond uh tomorrow night and uh, into the weekend and uh, maybe the next round right? and if they lose we'll see you in december <laughs> <laughs> But I'm turning on uh, that hockey show, man. We're going to keep this thing going. I'm bringing you on that over to that show. <laughs> All right, buddy. Um, you got a prediction for tomorrow night? Um, Yeah, you know what? I, I think that this team does have enough pride, enough talent um, to get it done. I think they do win. I think they do extend it, um, you know, to a fourth game. Um, you know, I don't know if they're going to ultimately win this series, but I do I do think that they got enough, you know, in that locker room, um, enough experience where, where Chris Kreider or Mark Stahl or Henrik Lundqvist is, you know, going to be able to, you know, give this team, a, you know, a, a good speech before the game, you know, an inspired play tomorrow to get it done. So I, I do think that, you know, despite my, you know, negativeness, uh, um, I, I think they get it done tomorrow. All right, I agree with you. Whether it's Chesty or Georgie, no disrespect to Hank, but if either of those two guys are ready to go tomorrow night, uh, it's a hot one. Rangers uh, will win 5-3. It'll be scary at the end, but they'll get the empty net goal. All right, and then we move on. So big win tomorrow night, right? I'm in. I agree. Sounds good. All right, everybody, thanks so much for listening to us tonight. We appreciate it. Hopefully we'll be doing more of this, and the Rangers will hang on and and, and keep this uh, series going. Don't give up yet, everybody, and – we appreciate you listening. KD, as always, say goodnight to the folks. Goodnight, folks. All right, everybody. Thanks again for listening. And as always, especially tomorrow night, let's go, Rangers!